Yes! <laughs> it's becoming a thing. I quite like it. It was a bit too loud, though, wasn't it? No, no, no. It's good. It's literally perfect. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Do well it again. Yes! <laughs> Mate, welcome back to the... Mate, how good was podcast? With me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and me, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sound like. Is that what I sound like? Cheers for that, mate. Yes. Oh, God. Why don't you do all this before we start recording? <coughs> You're such a fucking... Sorry, I took a jump off. He's just been to the toilet as well. I can guarantee in <laughs> 20 minutes he'll need to go again. 100%. I need a shake. Why is pause the pod. I need a shake. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast um, where me and Josh sit down for an hour in his living room where we talk about footballers past um, and sometimes footballers present as well. Yeah, I think there's... yeah. We like to talk about football. We do don't like we? to talk about a bit, of, a bit of both. I think we need to start by addressing the elephant in the room. Good evening. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, right. not that. Okay. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to Unai. <laughs> for those, for the millions of you that follow us on social media, you would have seen from via my post that we've actually, pre- we've actually recorded an Eto podcast that will never see the light of day. No, um, I don't know what happened, but I went to go and listen to it. So basically, I, I'm a bit lastminute.com. I like to go on the night before. Make the edits really, really quickly. Just make sure that it all sounds okay. Then upload it to our um, to our to our podcasting platform, Acast. Thank you very much, Acast. Our legions of fans as well. Um, and when I went to do it, um, I found that all of our microphones kept cutting out. So we had a faulty file. Yeah. So we couldn't. So we couldn't post any of it. So if there's any point of this where it's a bit like. Mate, did you know that? No way. Oh my God, did that actually happen? Yeah, we've already fucking gone through this. We've already we've done literally done this whole podcast. <laughs> we spent like an hour and 20 minutes doing probably... I'm not going to say it was our best podcast. I don't know if it was our best it or was worst. A good it was a good podcast. Good. And unfortunately, none of you fuckers are ever going to listen to it. Remember that Dr. Dre album that everyone said? Um, oh, what was that Dr. Dre album that n- that never got released? I didn't, And there were some private listenings, weren't Yeah, there, there were some private listenings. Like Eminem was like... It's the best fucking album I've ever heard. <laughs> That's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> Getting angry about something and drinking monster energy. <laughs> oh my god, was that a Chevron? Um, <laughs> he's here. Um, he's right. And what else? When when Kendrick released Damn and then everyone thought he was gonna release Nation afterwards and it was gonna be Damn Nation and Nation just never appeared. It's like that, essentially. I'm it's, oh, it's really gonna bug me what that Dr. Dre album's called. We'll come back you, to you that. You keep talking, I'm we'll going to think. We'll come back to that. So, yeah, as I said, this is a podcast where me and Josh talk about footballers' past. We like to talk about footballers from where, from a time where we think that football uh, that football was better. Um, and th- we cannot express this enough. We cannot express this. He's just remembered the, uh, the name of the album. But we cannot express this enough. Everything that we stress on this podcast, apart from the factual facts, the facts that we spew, everything else is purely our opinion. And you are more than welcome to disagree with us. You're more than welcome to agree with us. Um, and you're more than welcome to completely disregard our opinions at all times. But we're right. So I'm going to be honest, we ain't going to give a shit whichever way you go, really. What's the name of the album, Josh? Detox. Detox, there Just we go. Remember that song we said, you got a better copy of getting a chance at Detox. And I remember thinking, ah, got it. But then I googled it and it is detox he's got it so there we go right josh let's let's talk a little bit about um well we're now football over the past two weeks oh brilliant oh bloody brilliant um good evening i think is the per- first perfect place to start good love evening him. love him i think i've seen loads of people saying that people should stop doing that because you don't know any languages and stuff like that but is it that deep is it that it's, deep it's literally, it's literally not that it's it's literally not that deep 
Um, and also, how many, you know, you sat on the on the re-recording of this podcast and did a, an impression of Sean Dyche. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it in a minute. Uh, all right. I don't want to big myself up too much. I think my Sean Dyche it's is really good. It's actually very good. I think my Sean Dyche is But what is I mean good. is, is it, you know, if, if someone if someone went live on air and did an impression of Sean Dyche, would anyone care? Mm, yeah, mm, no. But no. I think, th- no, but you're getting into sticky waters here because you could be opening the racism door and say, well, what if you did, what if you did, like, uh, if you put on an accent from someone from a certain place, people might get really offended by it, which I do agree well, with. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I don't know. It's all. It's all about. Is you just got to have your wits about you, haven't you? And you, and you've just and you've just got to be. You've just got to be smart. People aren't stupid. They know what's offensive and what isn't offensive. What isn't offensive is recreating the way that Unai Emery says good evening by saying yeah. good evening. Yeah, agreed. I also I remember when I lived in when I lived in Italy because I lived abroad. <laughs> Classic me. When I lived in Italy, <laughs> I remember asking someone how to say the word for cigarette, and I pronounced. I I, I can't remember. I still. Uh, it's whatever it was. I forgot. I said an O instead of an A, and someone honestly the whole night was. Like, <laughs> Hey, uh, Josh, uh, cigarillo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so ma- chill out. Yeah, yeah. yeah so may- maybe I am on Unai's side. I don't know. But anyway, right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. What an appointment and what a manager. Mate, obviously I'm an Arsenal fan. So you cannot turn around to me and say that he's a bad manager. No, he's a good manager. And, and this is coming. Look, things didn't work out at Arsenal. I don't think it was the right appointment at the right time. I think Unai Emery's strengths lie in teams that have not limited, good resources, good resources, but I just just think, like you said, I think it's a really good appointment. I think he's going to fit that club really, really nicely. You also feel like he, he's brought on a lot of players that maybe you didn't think... I mean, obviously, I don't watch Villarreal week in, week out, but their run to the Champions League last year, and you look at their side, they beat Bayern, and they've got Etienne Capua midfield, who, yep. who got relegated with Watford. Juan Foyf, who was never good enough to play for Spurs, but nope. all of a sudden is quality right back, and gets he's been linked with Barcelona as well. Ridiculous, yeah. Giovanni Lo Celso never looked like anything at Spurs, and he's doing it. Dan Juma, I think Dan Juma obviously had a good had a good time at Bournemouth, scored a lot of goals at Bournemouth, but all of a sudden there were talks about him going for fifty million in the summer. That's ridiculous. And yeah, you yeah. just look at how he's brought on those players, and I think that sort of says that sort of says a lot about him as a manager. I I don't think I've I've never listened to anyone who has a particularly bad word to say about him either. He just comes across like a good bloke who loves football, and that and that's it. And uh, what was really evident from the Arsenal appointment was, and and what the board were really impressed with was, mate, he works so hard. Yeah, like he works so hard to to to, to make sure that the team's doing as best as they can. And let's let's just remember something, hey, mate. His first like twenty games for us, we were unbelievable. He was unreal. He's also managed like PSG. Yeah, do you know he's, what I mean? He's a like, big it's not manager. Like, it's not yeah. like he's not. It's not like he's managed little clubs. He's won the Europa League. And this, is, Europa League so this is what think, I find actually. really frustrating. So a lot of Villa fans have been on, obviously, uh, I don't know why I always use TalkSport as an example, but I listen to TalkSport every day when I drive to work and, and I think you do as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, yeah. But um, what I, the, the thing I love most about TalkSport is not necessarily the presenters, but it's the fans you get calling in. Oh They're so God. funny, some of them. And they were like, oh, yeah. yeah uh, 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 hold on a minute. Uh, let me try and do a... Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we won. We'll, s- we'll see if we done in football. Why can't we get someone like Pochettino? It's like, you want Pochettino over Emery, and you're talking about who's ever won anything. <laughs> po- Emery, who's, Emery who tr- who had, has had a more successful stint since Pochettino's time at PSG and since Pochettino's time ever. And literally ever, ever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ever. 
Pochettino, um, Pochettino and Emery also won the same amount of things at PSG. In fact, I think Emery might have even won more. But Emery pro- arguably had less resources because Pochettino had Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. And has won the Europa League. And let's... All right, the Europa League is not the Champions beat League. Beat Man United in the final. Beat but Man United... Ex- and beat Inter Milan... They beat Inter in the semis and then beat us in the final. They beat us in the semis on the way to that final as well. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Did, did they beat... They, no, they didn't beat Inter. I'm thinking of... Am I thinking of... No, who did... His severe I'm team... I'm thinking his of... Severe I'm, the severe team yeah, is His severe team of. also beat Liverpool in the final of the yeah, Europa League. I'm thinking of the severe... Sorry, I'm thinking of when Sevilla beat us in the semis and Inter lost in the other one. No, Inter lost in the final. Yeah. Did, who did Inter lose in that final to? I don't know. I don't care. Um, but... Oh, it's against Sevilla, but it wasn't his Sevilla. It's Lopetegui's. But... They beat you in the semis, us in the yeah. final. Yeah, absolutely. And convincingly as well. They were just really good. Yeah, they were. Really um, the lad up front, that Gerard Moreno looked a player. Gerard Moreno was really, yeah, yeah he, was, he was a player. But um, So, yeah, I think actually it's a really good move from Villa. They obviously, S- Steven Gerard clearly wasn't a good fit. I actually still think he's a good manager. No, let's have it right. Shite. Sorry. Um, right, okay. Right, right, right let's... Mate, he did a job at Rangers. His, his, yeah, he did a job at Rangers. Time at Villa, one word to describe it, shite. It wasn't good, he, yeah. it, It's not good. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just not good. You can't... His, rec- his record's worse than Neville's at Valencia. It's impossible. It's, to, it's how yeah. you spin stuff. And this is this is when... This is something I wanted to come on to afterwards. And we, can we talk about this afterwards? Comments, yeah. Commentators defending friends. They do it. Let's talk, let's they, talk about it afterwards. Go on, let's, yeah, yeah, they so do Gerard do it. shite. But yeah, uh, okay. Fair enough. Right. Can we go on to commentators defending defending their friends? Right, go on then. Roy Keane, Roy Keane this week. Oh, I love Roy Keane, and I love I, there's I you love it. as a United fan. I feel like you can't not like Roy I, Keane. I absolutely adore Roy Keane as a as a um as a player and as a as a as a personality. I really enjoy him. I think he he brings something to a he has an aura about him. He has a presence and he brings something to um. Definitely things like interviews, maybe sort of more so than things like being a pundit. But I d- what I love most about Roy Keane is is it's just it's a, a football football fans and ourselves included. We're like fantasists. We love yeah. we love to think that there's something mythical about players and things like that. And he shuts everything like that down with a really simple phrase that he uses all the time. That's the job. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm gonna say. I love it. <laughs> the only thing I'm gonna say is. I don't feel like I learn anything. When I watch when I watch Roy Keane, I feel like what tactical insight am I getting here? I'm getting passion. Two yards. Get the ball. You know, it's two yards, Gary. No, but that's I what feel, I'm getting. But, but I, I don't. Like I don't. That does give you no insight. No, it's, that's not an insight. That's that's telling me to work harder. I don't think that's an insight. But I feel I feel like working actually, harder isn't a tactic. If you're if you're going to tell me how a certain manager shaped uh, has set up their side to do something, I'll listen to that. Right, and I love it's that. It's not a tactic. It's not a tactic, but it's something that could potentially influence a game. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, but I. Yeah, but I know that. Uh, do you know what I mean? I don't need Roy. I don't need Roy Keane to tell me that Man United needs to work. If I watch Man United and last season when they weren't running enough, I don't need Roy Keane to tell me they need to run more. Maybe you do. No, I don't. Right, but anyway, <laughs> I'm going. Going back onto my point of of co- of commentators and pundits looking after their mates, right? Keen about Ronaldo is honestly, honestly, it's like it's, it's he said he said this week. Um, Ten Hag, Ten Hag's not doing good enough, not winning enough games. They're fifth, like as in like, oh, what? I'm putting up Ten Hag under a bit of pressure here. When Oli lost the game in his second season, he said he needs another year. He needs another year. What like as in like mm. you can't you can't put. I, I does it does not take it does not take a 
anyone with any inkling whatsoever to, to look at Man United in that last season under Ole and look at Man United currently and see that there has we we are we have got we are better we are we are playing better football whether the points fully reflect that or not is irre- well, not I think the points will come I think the points will come and I think the I think the the improvement is noticeable but I think less of the you probably haven't had the results that you really wanted so, so I think obviously to to this point the last couple of weeks you've had two draws on the bounce but have you seen who we played we've played Liverpool Arsenal Spurs Chelsea yeah. City no, no. But what I'm, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I actually think at this, at this season, I think you need to forget about results, and because it's like it's like us for the last couple of seasons under Mikel Arteta, we need we need to get results in this whole target of top four out of your mind. You might make it, you might not make it. But what I think, what I think is really encouraging for a Man United fan at the moment is that whatever the results are. You look like you're playing with some level of identity, yeah. And and you've got you, you've, you've clearly got the players have got an idea of what they're doing on the pitch, yeah. Whether you've got the quality of player on the pitch at the moment, I still think is questionable. Mm-hmm. I I still think, and one thing that I w- one thing that I would agree with Roy Keane is is that, um, Ronaldo is going to give you more quality finishing wise than Marcus Rashford is, but he's never going to do the work off the ball that Marcus Rashford does. Okay, I'm gonna come back to I'm gonna come back to a couple of things on there. You asked if you asked a hundred people that weren't trolls, neutral fans, mm. who they would rather have as their manager, Eric Ten Hag or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Going back to Keane's original point, I would be surprised if one picked Solskjaer. I would. Agree, I would yeah. be surprised <coughs> if one picked Solskjaer. So He's that's a good manager. That's that's why I think that Keane's comments are naive and stupid to start off with. I agree in terms of the, in terms of the. I don't think I think there's you can't not. Man United are never Man United players because of how Man United work and it's it is tragic. The whole big club mentality are always going to come out and say we're going to be fighting for titles. We should be fighting for titles. We should be pushing for titles. Let's have it right. Every Man United player knows now we are going to be nowhere near winning the Premier League this year. There's nowhere near it. If we if we get top four, great. I think the ultimately ultimately the game by game thing is a bit tragic, but I think that's what we need to do this year. The thing about Ronaldo, right? There there are parts of it I I'm, I love Ronaldo. I absolutely love Ronaldo. There are parts of it I so agree with. There are p- <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. There are parts of it I agree with, and there's parts I don't agree with. But you have to look at how much better we play as a team when he is not playing. We've won one game when he won, when he started. We've won one game. How was against Everton? I don't disagree. All of the all of the big games. Uh, City, yeah, okay. City with Ronaldo played, it wouldn't have made any difference. I, don't, I honestly don't think it would have made any difference. We look better without him. I don't disagree. And he is—he is a—he is, yeah. f- is a four hundred to four hundred fifty thousand pound a week asset that sits on the bench. That is his reaction. His reaction against Spurs is uh, is to to me embarrassing. And what I find what I find really 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 difficult to digest is he is he's billed as the ultimate professional. But he can't sit on a bench for four more minutes and save. He, he's if he sat on that bench for four more minutes and clapped his and clapped his mates off, he saves himself nine hundred grand for one. But also, there's no talking. He did he knows, get fined? Did he? Yeah, he got fined two yeah. weeks' wages. He knows exactly what he is doing. There is no way that he's gone. He's thought, oh, I'm, oh, oh, I'm really, oh, I'm just going to walk off. He's gone. Teams had a really good performance. This is the best we've played all season, and it's not about me. So I'm going to get up and walk off. Hundred percent, he knows it's about him. I don't. 
I don't see why this is a surprise to anyone though. No, me neither. Because and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have this right, okay? And I'm 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 gonna put my cards on the table here, okay? Cristiano Ronaldo as a football player is we'll never we'll never see anything like him and and Lionel Messi again. I don't think in our lives, unless unless. Unless Harlan carries on, yeah. Unless Harlan carries on, but I, even then, I don't, I don't see the longevity in that because because of his injuries and things like that. Right, but let's have one thing right. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo is this professional that everyone makes him out to be. He works hard, tirelessly towards his fitness, his performance, because and he's been quite open about this in interviews. He wants to be the best player in the world. He wants to break all the records. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. He's never been a team player. There have been so many instances where he's missed goals and people have scored rebounds or um, he's, you know... Someone's got there just in front of him on a rebound and he doesn't celebrate. He's no, he doesn't celebrate. Off. And not only does he not celebrate, but he, he has a strop about it. There was a few in Real Madrid. I can't remember who scores them, but there were a few at Real Madrid, I but remember. And, and, this is, and this is what I mean. He's a consummate professional to, to the extent that as long as it is benefiting him, he is a professional and he will behave in a professional way. I've never seen him once... I've never, I, I, mate. I don't know. I, 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 and listen, I never will know. I've never played on a team with him. Um, the only, uh, the only place I can see that he tries to perform to the point where it's going to benefit the team is when he plays with Portugal. I think his club career has been very, very much about what he's achieving. I do think, cause I, I do think there is. I, I do. I think there's a lot of legs in that. I do. Th- I, 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 I'm always going to see him in a different light because I love him. But I do think there are a lot of legs. Mate, I really there. like him. Uh, but I th- like, I think him leaving Juve. I think him leaving Juve and coming back to us. I think we were the easy option because he knows one, he's going to get paid a lot of money. Two, he knows the area well enough. And three, he knows he's yeah. going to be. There's, he is absolutely adored by Man United fans. Or maybe not as. Well, no, he should still be as much now. But well, he's your top goal scorer last season. Yeah, no, I know. But before he came back, he was absolutely adored in every single way. So I don't think there's any. There was. It was almost like the no danger banker. Yeah, but it's actually. I don't think it's worked. Out. I don't think it's. Do you think he's running the risk of ruining that? No, I don't no, think he no, is. No, 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 personally, no, 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 I don't no, get the no, sense no, from no, other Man no, United no, fans no, 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 that no, 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 they no. think that. I, I, I think I almost think whatever happens in the next six months before. I hope. I, I, I do. I do. Josh, hope he's going in January. Yeah, I hope he's going in January. He's going in January for his own yeah, benefit. Yeah. I hope he goes in January. Yeah. Whatever, whatever happens in the next six PSG months is not going to tarnish any of it. Jesus, they are a funny club. Um, should we should we bring in Sean Dyche to to see what he thinks about it all? Sean, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, um, if it was me uh, and I was manager of Manchester United, I would um, probably have to get rid of Ronaldo. I'd bring in Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, Phil Bardsley, Dwight McNeil, and we'd just have a real good uh, a real good sort of team chemistry and spirit in that. Um. Yeah, Maxwell Corne when I came in, uh, I liked him. He was a good lad, but I don't know if he just had quite had quite the chemistry. These other boys had Tarks at the back as well would be good. But if I'm being really honest, um, I think it's probably time for Ronaldo to go. I don't think he likes going to Green Kings as much as the rest of the players that I've always taught before. And I uh, don't think he likes playing Lucky Likey as much. So that's my thoughts on it all. Sean, thank you very much for your thoughts. It's always good. You're welcome. To, it's always good to get the insight of a of a of a seasoned Premier League manager. Um, See you later, Sean. See you later, mate. So, as we've heard from Sean, there, um, it's time for Ronaldo to go. Asui. 
Right, I don't want to talk too much about Ronaldo anymore because Josh, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a, a sort of challenge for you. Look, World Cup's coming up, right? <laughs> I don't know why I've raised my hand like that. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> that Lewis is doing a dodgy pose. Then that I'm glad that none of you can see. World Cup's coming up. Even and I, I find the circumstances in and around the World Cup to be disgusting. Dubious to say the least. Have you? So can I? Can I just? Can I just? Just what we think about things to do with the World Cup. Have you heard about this? The the drinking thing where they've got like a place. There's like one designated place you can drink all day. But it's open till six a.m. Yeah, but it opens at ten a.m. It opens at ten a.m. till six a.m. every day. And all apparently all they're gonna do is play like fucking back in D and B and house and stuff like that. And it's seventy five pound entry. Seventy five pound per entry. day. And they're refusing to say how much the beers are gonna cost, but they say they're gonna be a reasonable price. I doubt they're fifteen be quid. Reason. Yeah, it'll be fifteen quid. Um, right, World Cup's coming up, and there's been a lot of issues for Southgate with his team selection recently because there are a number of notable injuries. And I was listening to Talksport today, um, and Stuart Pearce um, stated his his starting eleven. <laughs> so I don't want the squad. I can imagine this. Well. Obviously, what we need to get is is the bit of the passion back into the. I don't know what that's got accent is. A bit of the passion. We need to get a bit of the passion back into the boys. So I would probably start Chopper Harris at the back, Terry Weckett, <laughs> <laughs> Danny Shitu. It's not too far away from actually. Sammy Parking up front. I like. Listen, I like Stuart Pearce. And yeah, so do I. And yeah, to be so fair I. to Stuart Pearce, he's he's worked in a coaching role for a number of years at West Ham. Oh, he's so much more clued up than we are. Yeah, So ridiculous. much more clued up than we are. So what I want to do is I want to see, um, before we start talking about the person we're going to talk about in our podcast today and, we're, and, and the career we're going to explore. Should we just acknowledge the fact that we are talking a lot of shit, but we probably are going to talk quite a bit more shit just because... We're probably going to go for his career a little bit quicker than we want. Yeah, to, I think so. But purely because last t- all the thrills and spills are kind of gone for us. So this is like the this is like this is you're not listening to detox. You're listening to <laughs> D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, you're listening to something that's uh, not going to be quite as good. Well, as good, but different. Right, Josh, you're Gareth Southgate, okay, and yes. you've got you've got to really think about your team selection. Yes. And what I want you to think about, okay, is I want you to think about a starting eleven that you're going to go in, you're going to go into the tournament with in your mind and think, right, this is going to be like my starting eleven of the current available players. Yeah. Can I? Is Kyle Walker going to be fit for the World Cup? Yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. So Kyle Walker is going to be fit for the World Cup. I want to know the formation that you're going to play. I want to know the formation you're going to play, and I want to know I want to know who's going to be in what position. What do my starting right backs going to be? <laughs> Not Kyle Walker. No, it will be Kyle Walker for me. Hmm. So let's start with goalkeeper. Who's your goalkeeper? Can I come back to goalkeeper? I think goalkeeper's the hardest one. I think it's the easiest one. <sighs> I think it's the easiest one for me. Who? Aaron Ramsdale. Mm, how? No, no. But I don't understand this. I don't understand how. Like, I get I get Pickford's been his been his like go-to guy for the, you know the last few but tournaments. Pick, Pickford Pickford has sat quietly been very good for a Pickford for is good. He's been but he's been very but he was when he was getting picked pre the pre the Euros he was shit that season. Last season he was very quietly very very he's good. He's a good mate. He's a good but goalkeeper. Ever, but because Everton was shit doesn't get flagged up. I'm re- I re- I am I'm really divided between the two. I'm I, really uh, divided me, between the two. Uh, and so. it's not just because I'm an Arsenal fan either. I just I just think Aaron Ramsdale gives you so much more distribution-wise, and and that and that's and I and I'm aware that Pickford's distribution is also very good. 
I don't know who I pick. And you being not an Arsenal fan, who's your left back? Kieran Gibbs? <laughs> Ki- <laughs> Fuck's sake. Siri's gone. Kieran it? Gibbs, Rob Holding, Callum Chambers. Um, no, right. No, 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 right. So right. seriously. Right. Right gonna, back. I'm, who's I'm right back? Carl Walker. Carl Walker. Got to be in it. Yeah, I think be. so. Yeah, yeah. If he he's you a good balance, yeah. If, if he's fit, he's, he's so good. It's got to be him. He can also step into midfield as well. Yeah, he can. Oh, centre back. Centre back. No, I don't know. Is Stones going to be fit? Stones is fit, yeah. Stones. Yeah, John Stones, fair enough. And Who's he going with? Fuck me. I'll tell you, Stuart Pearce said after you tell me. Oh. I don't know. The. Oh. Fucking hell, hurry up, Josh. No, it's supposed to be a quick second. I'm just going to say Maguire. I don't even... I don't even... Yeah. I, I, Stuart Pearce said the same. I, I really... I, I really like... I think Tamori has to go. But again, I, I think he has to go, but he I think... He can't go, Josh. I, we don't see enough of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tamori's got to go, but at least... Stones and Maguire play with each other enough that they kind of get each other. They get it, yeah. They get it. Uh, Shaw left back. Yeah? Yeah. Shaw's been... Shaw... Shaw for England is always class, but Shaw for the last month for Man United has been outstanding. So I think going into a tournament, Shaw for Lepak. You're going to have No. Take Shaw and Chilwell every day of the week. Are you serious? Yeah. All right, fair enough. I don't, I don't, I think, I, 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 I don't think there, I don't think there's much difference. It, to be fair, it's every day of the week, like a thing. I think there's literally a, a cigarette paper between the two of them. But I, for me. I'm not saying Luke Shaw bad. Luke Shaw, good, Shaw, yeah. does, Shaw does it for England, so. Um, yeah. Okay. So back four, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Harry Maguire. Luke Shaw. Yeah, and then I'm going to go four three three. You're going to go four three three. Okay, well uh, that's interesting. That's that's interesting because my formation is different to yours. So you go. You go four it. four fucking two. No, I'm not going four four. T- just you right. do yours. You uh, do your bit. Declan Holden. Yep. I think Rice is with Rice. There's no need for exp- explanation with Rice. No. <sighs> Bellingham, hundred percent. Yeah, I, think I said so, that I, yeah, right. Yeah. Also, uh, my claim about Bellingham will never be revealed to the world now because it because the last pod got deleted. I tell you, what, last pod. I'm not. We're not going to talk about it too much now because it won't be as reactive now. I said Jude Bellingham will be. I said Jude Bellingham will be better than Steven Gerrard, and I don't know if I stick by it, but here we go. Anyway, so I'm you're going to have. So you're going four three three, and I you've think got Declan Rice, Rice and Jude Bellingham, and then the third midfielder is so hard. I think if we were in Dreamland and playing FIFA, I would put Foden there, but I'm not going to put Foden there okay. because Foden plays. Foden is Foden is now an out and out winger, so I'm going to play Mount. Yeah, oh, I like I'm that. I'm going to go yeah. for that. I'm going to go like for that. Rice, Bellingham, Mount. If we're playing the bigger sides, maybe take Mount out for, or maybe take one of Mount or Bellingham out for Calvin Phillips. But I think, but I think, no, no, I, no, no, I'd go that. Fuck okay. it. Okay. Who would you go for? What's your midfield? What's your formation? Uh, oh, you haven't done your front three yet? Oh, have I got to do the whole side? Yeah, you haven't done your front three yet. Then I'll do mine. Uh, my front three would be Kane, obviously. Yeah. Fuck. God. Oh, Sterling, Sterling because it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. They, so my the Sterling because Sterling does turn up for England. Gareth loves him. He works his. So I feel yeah. like feel like everything really suits Sterling. And then you're gonna have on the right. Oh, I'd have Sterling on the right. I'd have Sterling on the right, and I'd I'd have Foden. Yeah, but by a by a fingernail. But yeah. Fod- yeah. it's between. Uh, I I still. I'm gonna stick with Sterling. Sterling Kane Foden. But it would be that would be so difficult to. It's oh, it's so difficult to not go Saka Kane Foden. It's so difficult not to yeah. play Saka there. 
Uh, I'm gonna ch- mm, no, I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna go Saka, Kane, Foden. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna take Sterling. Oh no, no, I'm not. No, I'm gonna stick. Sorry, fucking, hell, I need to get off this fence. Sterling, Kane, Foden, and then Saka comes on in the 60th minute for Foden because Foden does fuck all for 60 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take less time than you because I've thought about this in the car on Pickford the way. Pickford and in. goal as well. I've decided. Pickford and goal. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna go Aaron Ramsdale and look, goal. Wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, we've actually got Sky Sports news on. Look, Pickford's the number one by stats. Look at his, look at Aaron Ramsdale's save percentage: 67. Pickford 78. Little little arms, but. Big big heart. He's probably faced more shots as well. To be fair. Yeah. All right. So um, right, I'm gonna go Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go right back Kyle Walker. Yeah. Centre back pairing. I'm gonna go John Stones. Ben White. Okay. I'm gonna go John Stones. Ben White. I know best ben looking centre back pair in England. Oh, mate, ridiculous. I know Ben White's been playing right back for the majority of this season, but he's also. He's a he's just a very good defender. Hold on, can we can we ref- just just I know because he he listens. Can we refrain from calling him Ben? Can we call him Benjamin like he asked? John Stones and Benjamin White at centre back. Oh, Left back for me is Ben Chilwell. I think. Yeah, fair. I just I, I don't know, mate. I really like Luke Shaw, and I think obviously Luke Shaw's a he's a very good left back. I just I feel I would feel safer with Ben Chilwell there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know why. I've I've not really seen Ben Chilwell make a mistake, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, fair. Do you, look, can, can we? Sorry, can we just? Because Sky are actually doing weirdly. Sky are doing this while we listen to it. Look who the pl- two centre backs who have played the least football at centre back are. It's Harry Maguire and John. The two England centre backs that have been selected for yeah. England squads that have played the least are Harry Maguire and John Stones. Joe Gomez is also just very good as well. Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez has been good for about four games. He's shite, I think. He's not shot, I don't rate yeah, him. I, I think he's it. a right. He's a right back. Mark Gurhey as well. He's also very good. He's been very good for Palace. But he just doesn't. He, I, I I think it's really risky. I think Gareth has sort of set out his stall by yeah. not. And Gareth setting out his stall almost dictates our decision because he Gareth set out of his stall by playing the centre backs he's already played. It's not going to dictate my decision. This is my team. No, fair enough. But I'm saying if I go into a tournament. Well, Ben White's played for England a few times, hasn't he? If I go to tournament, yeah. Mark, has Mark Gahey played for England once, maybe twice? Uh, got a couple of caps. So, yeah. like, how how can you go into a tournament thinking, right, yeah. I really want to play this side, but not play him? It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, so uh, so I'm going to play four two three one. Yeah. So at the back, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Benjamin White, um, and Ben Chilwell. Um, my midfield two is really simple: it's Declan Rice and Drew Bellingham. Yeah, I be. think it just gives you such a good balance. Yeah, got to be. It gives you such a good balance. What you can you, Jude, Jude can go forward and and can go box to box if he needs to. Declan can sit and hold and just if if we want to start spraying balls over the top for the runners, we can do <laughs> that. Um, so I'm going to go four two three one. So they're my two midfield. Um, my three that are going to sit in behind Harry Kane because obviously it's Harry Kane up Duh. front. Um, are going to be Saka on the right. Yeah. Mason Mount behind in the ten. Yeah. Um, Foden on the left. Yeah, we're we're pretty close, aren't we? We're pretty close. A slight di- slightly different formation, um, but I j- I just think I never I understand Mason Mount playing in a more central position, but I actually think if you look at w- if you look at his his best attributes, they're going forward. Yeah, tight spaces, explosive, you know. And and can and can pick out. Would it surprise you? If De- would it surprise you if Mason Mount started offering more though and started playing in a midfield three? 
It wouldn't surprise me. No, as, it as, wouldn't he get, as, no. as he gets older yeah. and older, I think he will come a little bit further. I think he'll come a little bit further. I still think he'll be really productive. But I think he'll come a little bit further back and play in that three. No, that wouldn't su- that wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, that's that would that would be my England starting eleven. Um, cool. Tyron Mings is nowhere near it. <laughs> Should we? I think we should name this pod. Mate, how good was Samueletu forward slash half an hour chat nonsense? Half an hour chat of football. This isn't nonsense. I think we've actually had some. Re- I think we've had some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, hasn't yeah, just yeah, been yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't just been like jokes, has it? No, like, no, no. Like um, we've had uh, some good conversation. What do you call a? What do you call um? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of one. No, I yeah, I agree. But I I think it's I think it's been good productive conversation, and we've and we've, and we've put a lot. Tears of a man whose heart was bursting. Enika Cassius. Will you stop talking about tennis players and stupid Hollywood actors, Phil? It's the gladiators out there, man. Not tennis players. Tom Cruise. Break. So, Josh, I'd like to take this time now to hand it over to you to, to introduce who we're going to be talking about today. Well, I don't know if it's going to come as a big surprise because <laughs> we said it was being released on <laughs> Sunday. Mate, how good was Samuel Eto? A little bit sad that this 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 thing has been uh, th- this pod has been marred a little bit because he was so good. What a player! Let's start off with um, where everything began. So he started off at the Kaji Sports Academy. Hold on a minute, Josh. Hold on a fucking minute. Oh no, I'm trying to. <laughs> We got to do is tailor the tape. Sorry, Sean was poking me in the back. He was Sean was poking me in the back saying he just wants to hear like the the story. Sean, fuck off! You've done your bit, mate. No, I want to hear the story, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, he's tailored the tape. He's he's one of the more impressive ones we've done so far. Yeah, uh, it's very impressive. Um, starts off at Real Madrid, where he doesn't make. I don't think he makes a single senior team appearance. I think in he this makes comp- three actually. Um, but he sorry <laughs> I just got complete I think he makes three actually right so um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for making you sound like a dick cheers mate back um, apparently um, he does have some accreditation to the UEFA Champions League win that season but le- let's face it and he would probably hold his hands up and say literally I, I don't think I, I don't think he played a minute of that competition so fair enough yep fair uh, at Mallorca um, Copa del Rey winner 2002-2003 then we go to Barcelona. Vamos. Mate, he won some stuff here. So La Liga, 2004, 2005. 2005, 2006, so two on the bounce. And then 2008, 2009. Ooh. Wins a treble in 2009. The, the proper treble. Yeah. So La Liga, Copa del Rey, and then Champions League. Dilly ding, dilly dong. These are the champions. Also won the Supercopa de España, 2005, 2006. And also has won... Uh, well, he's won two Champions Leagues with Barcelona, 2005-2006, um, as well as the treble winning year of 2008-2009. Nice. Then, off to Mamma Italia. Vai mamma, vai, vai, vai. Mangia bene, fai bene. <laughs> <laughs> bravo, bravo. Grazie. So, Serie A, 2009-2010. Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, mangia bene, vai bene, bravo. Okay, Serie A. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from you've gone from like like Louise, molto italiano, to like posh poshy. Serie A, oh, Samuelito playing Serie A. How would you do it in a Serie A? Serie A, Serie A, or just Serie A? Serie A, Serie A, Serie A. That kind of sounds like we're saying Syria, doesn't it? Just in a different accent. Does it? A little bit. 
Right, let's move so, on. So, um, Serie A in 2009-2010. Coppa Italia 2009-2010. So, Josh, another treble because he won the Champions League that season as well. You're joking. Not you're another not one? <laughs> I got a really interesting fact about that one as well, which you you don't know anything about. Quite <laughs> 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 defensive. <laughs> yeah, we, and you don't even know anything about it. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Coppa Italia, um, 2010-2011 as well, and Super Coppa Italiana also won the FIFA Club World Cup that year. Ooh. Cameroon, so a very good international career as well. Two yep. Africa Cup of Nations um, in the same year. So he did the Africa Cup of Nations and the Olympic gold medal double for Cameroon. Sorry, I thought you meant he went two African Cups of Nations in the same year. I was thinking, that's that's impossible. No, mate, but he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you send me letter at end. So, just want to go. Um, I just want to have a look at his more notable individual awards as well. Um, quite tricky. To, he's won quite a number of individual awards, but um, so he's won African Player of the Year um, three years on the bounce, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, and then won it again in two thousand ten. Um, he has won the UEFA. T- he was been in the UEFA Team of the Year for two years, two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. UEFA's Champions League top assist provider, 2005-2006. Great result. African Cup of Nations top goal scorer, 2006-2008. Shocker doodle dude. Um, and hold on a minute. No, no, no. Where's, where, where is this one? Oh, here we go. Russian Premier League MVP award, 2012-2013. Pointless. And I also think... I also think... He has... Yeah, here we go. He holds the record for... He's the all-time top goal scorer in the history of the African Cup of Nations. That's a class record, that. That is a class record, to be fair. It, that's a difficult tournament to win, that. That is, it is a really, really difficult tournament to win. I agree. I'm going to have a look at the Russian League Players of the Year just to out of intrigue to see who else has won it who's, a, who's actually any good. Hulk. Yep. Seydou Dumbia. What a player. Do you remember Seydou Dumbia? I don't remember him, no. Seydou Dumbia was on, <laughs> on FIFA. Ibarbo, Javinho, Dumbia, all played for Roma, all 90 plus pace, all rapid. My all mate Andrew will remember it. My oh. mate Andrew remembers every player in the world. Your mate Andrew, listen up, you bitch. I'm telling you now, Seydou Dumbia, was he the greatest player of FIFA of all time? Who knows? But that front three is up there. The Russian Premier League, Seydou Dumbia, Danny, Wellington, uh, Wagner Love. Oh, but anyway, sorry. And Hulk. Hulk's won it. Apart from that, it's Smolov and Juba, of course, for the last few years. Of course. Right, should we start talking about his career with 38 minutes in? <laughs> Josh, let's start having a little chat about his old career. Go on, kick so us off. What so do you know? He started his career as, it's either, I can't remember if it's the Haji or the Kaji Sports Academy. Oh, I forget what it means. It's one of those. And then he gets picked up by Real Madrid. He as does. As Lewis said. He's the Kaji um, Sports Academy, by the way. And because he, um, because of his age, he got picked up Real Madrid when he, he was, I think he was, he was 15 or 16. But because of his age, he was too young to go into the first team squad. So very similar to how M- Martin Odegaard did when he signed from um, wherever he signed from um, and went to Real Madrid. He had to go straight into the B team. Now the issue that um, our man Samuel had when going into the um, to the B team was they um, they got relegated the season he was there. Yeah, because so they got relegated the season that he was there. The rules in Spain said that if you're in the third division, you cannot have any non-EU players playing. And obviously, he's from Cameroon, so he's non-EU. Yeah. So, <coughs> because of that, go straight out on loan. It was like a bit of grassroots litigation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. 
Um, he does have a he has a couple of loan spells, but I think the most notable of the loan spells and one that would go on to affect his career the most is obviously his loan spell at Mallorca. Yeah. Um, he he played 13 games for them in his loan spell in 2000 and scored six goals. It's good. It's good that time, w- that. Sorry, that's their league numbers, by the way. Yeah, yeah let's not go for yeah, yeah. League, league, league. Their league numbers. So yeah, in the league, he, pl- he played 13 times for him and scored six goals. Um, and they were so impressed with him, Josh. They signed him. Yeah, they did. And like, like we said, well, we said <laughs> making it's so weird going back and saying the comments I said on the last pod again. But he has he's joined one of the one of the elite clubs in the world. Um, in Mallorca, being a very small section of su- uh, of successful eighteen to thirteen holiday clubs, so absolutely. Um, I mean, you can. Uh, where else would you rather live? Mallorca, Red Line Pub on a Saturday, Tenerife versus Corfu Derby, Tenerife versus Corfu Derby, O'Reilly's on a Saturday, Red Line on a Saturday, top division football on a Sunday. Where else would you Respect. rather live? Um, Mate, successful stint at Mallorca. Super I would say. successful stint. He scored loads. He was absolutely loved. Um, the their president Matteo Almani said, um, "I doubt there is a player in the world who would please the fans more at this moment." And to be fair, I don't. I don't think he was too. I don't think it was too wrong to be fair to him. I mean, I just want to go through his seasons with you for Mallorca, if that's Talk all right. To me. Yeah, I'd love so to. So I and I'm now talking all competition. So we're now past his loan season. So the first season, um, 2001 season. Played for, so he played a lot of games for him. Thirty-three games that season, scored thirteen in all competitions. Which yes, all right for a young striker, it's not a bad return. Yes, yeah, good. Next year wasn't so good. So two thousand two, oh. played forty games, only scored ten. But then he starts to pick his game up a little bit in two thousand three. All competitions played thirty-six games, scored nineteen, and then his final season. So two th- and that was the year. Sorry, the season before that was the year they won the Copa del Rey. Yeah. Um. And then his final season with Mallorca, he played 43 games and scored 22 goals. So Good. Yeah, yeah pre- good record. And I also think as well, you've got to remember the side he's playing. He's playing at Mallorca. Well, 100%. Yeah, and, and he's he's never going to have the quality around him that he's going to no, have no, no. later on in his career that we're going to talk about. But actually, if you look at it just broad, if you look at it just purely for numbers, yeah, um, 165 games, um, all competitions he played and scored 70 goals. Yeah, good which, stuff. Which I think, which I think is is a very, very good, uh, very good return. During his time there as well, he uh, wins the Copa del Rey. I know, and I mean, I just said that, but that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> you idiot. So he wins the Copa del Rey. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me. Oh, um, during Sammy Lester's time in Yorker, he wins the Copa del Rey. <laughs> oh, well, Lewis, I know, he, I know you said that. It's because I'm bringing it back to my next point. After they won the Copa del Rey, do you know what he did? What did he do? I actually genuinely have forgotten this. He donated thirty thousand pounds to all of the fans to pay for their food. That's um, it. While they while they went to the final, because obviously Mallorca is miles away, it's an island, so they're gonna have to get a flight wherever, isn't they? Yeah. Um, when they won the Copa del Rey final, I think they won. Did he win the Copa del Rey? <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> so he he's doing really well. He's scoring a lot of goals at a not very big club. At, well, the fans love him. The fans love him. Unless you're an eighteen to thirty holidays fan, it's not a very big club. Where does he go? Big signing. And before we reveal where he... Everyone knows where he went. Before (laughs) Before we (laughs) reveal. Everyone knows where he went. But it goes without saying, Fiorentino Perez at the time, who was obviously president of Real Madrid, was desperate to get him back. Like, literally. Not happy, was he? He was was crawling over his own tongue. (laughs) You said that last time as well, didn't you? Yeah. He was crawling over his own tongue. He 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 was trying to lure him back. To uh, <laughs> is it is it Los is it Los Blancos? Yeah, yeah. He was trying the to old fight in Los Blancos. Yeah, Los Blancos. He's trying to get him back. Um, Samuel said, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no he said no. That. He He's burped at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, perdón. Uh, ¿Has sentido de Samuel tú? Ay, no! Signs for Barcelona instead for 24 million euros. Todo el camp. Wins La Liga in his first season. La Liga. Gets fined 12,000 euros. What for, Josh? He sings uh, He sings to the uh, Madrid fans, Madrid, cabrón, saluda al campeón, which means like Madrid bastards, say hello to the champion. 1-0. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> ten, plus 10 points. Plus 10 points for Eto for that. Plus 100%. 10 points. What are you going to say about that, honestly? Uh, um, nothing. Yeah, won La Liga in his first season with Barcelona, so it must be it's it's an it's an instantly good it's an instantly good transfer, isn't it for him? Yeah, great. I transfer. mean, even even if he didn't go on to do anything from there, you've got to say he he's made the right decision. Um, and I think second season, second season, um, to this point was his best in La Liga ever. So he wins. What does he win? Uh, before he wins, can I just sorry, go sorry, on to sorry, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Before, before, obviously, he wins a lot. All right. But before we get onto what he wins, in all of the games that he played, okay, yeah, forty-four goal involvements. Ooh, I think it was in forty-three games. How many of those are goals? Thirty-four. That's class. Yeah, thirty-four goals, ten assists. I think when you think of when you think of a player like Samuel Atto, who is a proper traditional number nine, you you almost just assume that they get zero assists, don't you, mate? You just assume that they're just goals, 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 goals. He was, his feet were unreal. He's so much more than that. So much more than that. It's such a cultured footballer. So good with the ball. Yeah. Um, but also, like, strong as well. Yeah, strong as an like, ox. He's a big... He's a and th- absolutely rapid. He's... Yeah. I, I, I said this on the last one. I'm going to say it again. He is... You know when... He is actually an icon on FIFA. And he is the card you're desperate to pack, isn't he? Because he's well, going to... He's got a weakness. He's, he's yeah. going to have 90 plus pace, 85 plus finishing, 85 plus dribbling. Probably like seventy plus passing and seventy plus physical, and yeah. that is the dream for FIFA striker. He's, he's not, he's not, he's not going to have a weakness at all. But also, I think he reminds me, and I said this last time as well. He reminds me of Nwanko Kanu, not as tall, but like he's better than Kanu. Yeah, he's, he's like, loads better. Than look, Kanu. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he's on that level. I'm saying obviously he is better, but he reminds me of that as a player. You know, socks down low by his ankles. Yeah, like those little pumas. Oh, yeah, lovely. absolutely. Uh, yeah, like you said. Mate, quicker than you. He doesn't look quick. Oh, he's quick as lightning. Mate, he's, he's well lightning. quick. Um, so yeah, that season, forty-four gold involvements, and he wins the La Liga Golden Boot. But more importantly than that, he scores in the final of the Champions against my beloved Arsenal. Unlucky. Scores. So obviously they win two-one. Jens Lehmann sent off early doors. We take one nil up. Sol Campbell header of lightning. Bang. How's your luck? Suck on that. Me and me and Soph, me and Soph sat and watched the video of Sol Campbell's slide tackle yesterday, by the way. Oh, what, the one that never ended? Never ended slide tackle. Goes on for fucking ages. He can't. You can see him trying to stop. <laughs> his arms. He can't. He can't his, stop. His, his arms are like, oh, oh. It's like he's <laughs> drowning. <laughs> and he just can't stop. Oh, it's so good, man. But yeah, obviously... That game was the most heartbreaking game I've ever watched. Uh, Sam Bialetto equalises for them, and then I think it was Belletti, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Belletti scored Henry the winner. Henrik the game of his life. Yeah, Henrik Larson came on 70 minutes and literally just changed the game, didn't he? Yes, o- on that right-hand side. Ridiculous. Um, so, well well played to them. Um, so, yeah, wins 
Um, wins the La Liga Golden Boot. Did he win La Liga that season as well? Yeah, he did. And Mike, right, something that oh, we didn't bring up last pod, I'm going to bring up now. What the fuck ever happened to Frank Rijkaard? Like, why did he never really manage anyone ever again? He managed Barcelona, was like, I'd, surely I mean, he managed again. Right, I'm going to Google it, but I, I swear I've looked this up before. He's obviously managed again, but why is Frank Rijkaard never managed? Why did he not? For me, because you think Bar- you'd kick on from there, wouldn't for you? For me, leaving Barcelona, he, he should go and manage AC Milan. I don't know, and he obviously played for AC but Milan. But not just Barcelona, that Barcelona side as well, like treble winners. Or, or was that Pep? That mate, he managed, mate, he managed Barcelona, right? And then he was out of football for a year, managed Galatasaray for a year, right? And then managed Saudi Arabia for two years, and that's it. That is so fucking weird. That is that is weird. That's so weird. Um, I do. I don't quite get that. He was, mate, by all rights, a good he manager. He was. He was. He was the king of the puby haircut as well, wasn't he? The yeah. the absolute king of it. The 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 and king of kings. on other puby haircuts as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. He was a king of uh of yeah. <laughs> he was the king of loving hating puby haircuts. Yeah, absolutely, Rudy. Rudy Vola still got his phlegm in his mullet. Or oh, nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's his right card. Nine. <laughs> Why have I just heard? In my head, just Rudy Voller singing Rihanna or nine nine. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about name? when you were talking about um, winning the Golden Boot. It's called the Pachichi, isn't it? Yes. And I was thinking about you know that Drake song, Pachichi. Do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, this hard chat is getting so, shit yeah. and shit. So sorry, everyone. Um, his first season, his third season with Barcelona, he didn't really have a good season, to be honest with you. Um, he became injured. Um, a lot. His fourth season, he was still dealing with the same injury, yeah. which I think was an ACL. I think it was a ruptured ACL. Yeah. Um, and he was still struggling with it. But although he's injured, he's still scored 18 times in 28 appearances. That's mad, isn't it? That's an absolute madness. Including the fastest hat-trick in Barcelona's history. How many minutes? 23 minutes. Who was it against? Oh, I don't know. Almera. Almera. And then the following well, game... Almeria. I don't know why everyone calls him Almeria. 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 Yeah, because it's spelled... Yeah, because I think the I comes after the... Uh, anyway, I'm going to shout. After that game, he would then score four first-half goals against Real Baladolid. Oh, lovely kit. Owned by Ronaldo, Baladolid. Really? Yeah, they're owned by Ronaldo. What, as in, as in real Ronaldo? Real Ronaldo owns them. Owns him or his chairman or his something. He's he's got a big stake in the club. Yeah, by, is it Bayadolid? I could have made that up. Oh, I might not be Bayadolid. I think it is. Bayadolid are the ones that wear the white and purple stripes. Yes, I'm pretty convinced. I'm gonna that's correct. That. I'm gonna you're right. You talk a, a little bit more. To be fair, you talk a little bit more. Um, it's, don't tell me what to do. Start talking, please. I'm Googling. no. Okay. <laughs> so bearing in mind, he's is a pretty stricken season for him. So he's he's. He's got a ruptured ACL that's flaring up. Um, so, yeah, 18 goals and 28 appearances. Fastest hat-trick in Barcelona's history still stands to this day. Goes and scores in the first half against Oof. Valladolid. That's unbelievable. Um, last season with Barcelona is in terms of, in terms of silver. Brilliant. Best, isn't it? But he also is just not fancy, does he, from the off? Which I don't is so get weird. It. I don't get it's it. So weird. So Pep comes in, sacks off Deco, sacks off Ronaldinho, and tries his hardest to sack off Eto. Can't you can't lose those. Can't goals. get rid of him. Yeah, you can't, you can't get rid of him. And his best goal scoring year, Barcelona, 
Yeah. How mad is that? You're not fancied by your manager and you still have your best goal scoring year for Barcelona that year. You were talking about this in the last one. What does what does Eto say in that interview about him? Eto because it's so yeah, like French e- interviews. Yeah, Eto went on a yeah, Eto went on a French talk show where they interviewed him about his time with Pep Guardiola and he said um I, he said I remember having a conversation with Pep Guardiola and he was telling me about how I should move and how I should, you know, arrive into the box and how I should take the ball. And he said he said um Boss, I'm just going to stop you there. I just want to remind you of something. You were never a great player. <laughs> you were a good player, but you were never a great player. I am a great player. Oh, and and that season, balls he, on it, mate. He he made Pep eat his words because that season Pep played it 52 times, and he scored 36 times, and won the treble. I mean, what a year, man! Won the tr- so. Um, Copa del Rey, La Liga, and the Champions League won the treble. Cheers for coming. Uh, so any manager in the right mind will turn around and go, "I can't lose this player." Like ridiculous. Can I tell you my? Can I go? Can I go back to my fact before we just carry on? You go back to your fact. The Barcelona front three that season scored exactly a hundred goals, which I absolutely love. This, yeah, it's, that it's is good so fact well in my fair. head. Um, Messi thirty-eight, Etu thirty-six, Omri twenty-six. I mean, that's that one of the best. From that is that has to be up there. It's not the best, but it's up there, isn't it? Do you know what frustrates me? Would you take it? that front three over Messi, Suarez, Neymar? Yeah, because I love Henri. That's a fucking hard. Because I love, yeah, because I, I love. I don't think I would, but that is such a hard question. Do you think Suarez is better than Eto? Do I think Suarez is better than Eto? Yeah, I do think Suarez is better. Oh, okay, than Eto. good. So, yeah, I do think Suarez is better than Eto, but that's not the question. Um, oh, no. We're talking about how good Samuel Eto was. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, and also, let's remember that. Thierry Henry was 31 that season. Yeah, and playing out wide and still doing the biz. That's ridiculous. That mate, they signed him for 14 million quid. Yeah, that's a joke. That's it? ridiculous. Anyway, so is adios, adios tío. Yeah, adios tío. That's still a way go. But he probably says it in Catalan. I don't know. So buying Catalan is different no. language, isn't it? No. Um. So he says adios, and Sam Samuel goes. Italy looks nice. <laughs> Italy does not look shittily. Yeah. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> Well, actually, I don't really think he does as much as that. <coughs> I think Pep goes, um, you know, he's such so, so, such a good player, but um, I want Ibrahimovic. And he goes and gets Ibrahimovic, and then it's done as part of the deal. And Etu goes for essentially nothing. minus. Uh, so Ibra comes for 42 million plus Eto. That is ludicrous. That's I mean, that is, that's the worst bit of business ever. Eto, Eto at that time is probably worth Eto. 40 million. <laughs> you sound like the sun from Teletubbies. <laughs> Eto. <laughs> um, is it the worst? That has to be up there worst. That, Kepa Ariza Balag of 72 million, although he's had a couple of good games. Th- um, those are two of the worst pieces of business ever. Well, and when you consider when you consider how um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic then performed for Barcelona, that's what I said. It has to be up. Yeah, there. It, it, for I know Zlatan how good a player Zlatan is, and Zlatan is clearly significantly better well, than a lot of footballers. Oh, I just didn't yeah. work, did it? Um, however, I don't think Samuel was too bothered about all of that because he is the first player, the first and only player in history. Ready? Yeah, ready for this. He is the first and only in history to win consecutive trebles mm-hmm. so league domestic cup yeah and champions league Ooh. with two different sides oh, i think that's unbelievable yeah that's a joke that's a ridiculous achievement that yeah, yeah, ever to do it that is an um, that it actually is when you sit back and think about it, who else will do that no what? one <laughs> literally no, no, literally, one. <laughs> well, no one has done statistically it. and factually no one no no one has done it so imagine 
Yeah, I, t- I mean, and he didn't even have that good of a season that season. To be fair, next year when Lissandra Martinez, when we get in the Champions League and we win it next year, Lissandra Martinez might go for like 400 million to Real Madrid and they might win it. So, could happen. You need to stop bigging this guy up. He is games away from having a disaster. But he looks like anyway. You're wrong. Um, so, he didn't have a great season that season. No, he didn't. Played 48 games, scored 16 goals. But I think when you look at who, when you look at who he's playing around, mate, I'm so sure that supply line, mate, Schneider, mate, Melito, Schneider. Diego Melito, Cambiasso. So I'm going to shout out this man after our conversation with your mate on Saturday, Christian Kivu Sui, <laughs> with the scrum helmet on. Christian <laughs> Kivu playing left back, absolute warrior. Andrew with a scrum fucking helmet loves on. Christian Kivu. Yeah, Walter Samuel. I think his nickname was like the Wall. Javier Zanetti. Have isn't it? Lucio. Oh, Dejan Stankovic. L- Lucio. Unbelievable. Um, was the Emperor Davide there? Santon. Was the Emperor there at that time? Who? The Emperor? No, the Emperor was gone. The was Emperor, he gone at that time? He might have been retired by that point, or he's playing in Brazil somewhere. But, um, but yeah, didn't have... What didn't, side? Didn't have the greatest season that season, but still managed to go on to win the treble. Uh, scored twice. The next season, what happens? Talk to me. Um, mate, he plays 53 games. That's a lot of games. And scores 37 goals. Oh, he's back. He's, um, that's his, 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 it is his best goal-scoring year in his career. Yeah, what a player. Um, and this is, this, is the, this is the part that we, we spoke about last time. I'm going to talk about it again. Is the one thing he did say is, um, and this is, a, this is a story that sounds like it's going to be really sad. It, it, it's, it's got horrible undertones to it. But it's got a big, it's got a big boss moment at the end of it. So he was playing, um, he was playing away at Cagliari, um, and after three minutes, the ref had to stop the game to warn some Cagliari fans about some racist abuse that was going towards him. Ridiculous, isn't it? Um, and he basically, Etu went over to him again because um, it happened again. And when play resumed, the Inter fans just tried to just make noises. So they would be not not racist noises, just noises. So it would be over the sound of the noise that would be made towards yeah. Eto because it's just ridiculous, right? But Inter win 1 0. Guess who scores? Samuel fucking Eto. He shouldn't have to respond. No, sh- no, 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 no. But that's how you respond, is No, 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 no. no. We, we, we're not going to go on to some big. No, we, no, no, we're not. We, we don't need to. Racism is one of the... Racism is, is, if not the stupidest thing in the world, it's definitely in the top two. Racism and... Well, in fact, no, racism is just one of the stupidest things I, in the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I will never, I will never understand... I will never understand... I will never understand the logic behind it. Yeah, agreed. But um, we're not going to go... I, it's not a platform for us to go political. It's not It's not a political thing, I don't think, anyway. But I don't think this just is... Just not being a fucking idiot. Yeah, just don't be as simple as that. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be a fucking racist. It's but so yeah, simple. I will never understand the logic of it. But and like I said, and I think it's he shouldn't have to respond to that because it shouldn't be happening. He was tar- he was targeted a few times as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, it well, happened so was so was like Balotelli as well. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Um, and he was he played in that team. Ken Prince, Bo- Ken Prince Boateng as yeah. well. And um, he shouldn't have to respond to a situation because the situation shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, but yeah. that's how you respond, isn't it? That is how you respond. Big dick energy. Big that fuck off to you. We'll see you later. Cheers for coming. Um, next season, he only plays one game for them before he moves over to Angie Makshakala. Angie Makshakala, who who are a bit of a myth. Well, they're now liquidated. They're now liquidated, but they also... Oh, I've got a burp. I'm going to hold it in. They also paid a good amount of money for him. He was on a salary of €20 million Euros a year after tax. Play three seasons for them, sixty million quid for he three was, seasons. He was like the highest paid player ever um, at that point, and um, they basically 
basically at his last at the end of his last season, their owner said, "Well, I'm not investing any money anymore," so I didn't. But they had like some well wit there. Yuri Zhirkov, yeah, Willian, Roberto, Roberto Carlos, Chris Samba. Do you remember Chris I Samba? I remember Chris Samba. Yeah. Sui. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Amber, 90th, 90th minute, Sam Allardyce. Go on, Chris, get yourself up top, lad. <laughs> Literally used to do it all the time. Chris Amber's, Chris Amber's of, I remember on FIFA, his positions were CB or SD. <laughs> 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 he used to play the last five, ten minutes up top for Blackburn. Didn't Javier um, Martinez used to do that as well for Bayern Munich? Did he? Javier Martinez used to do that as well for Bayern Munich. I remember, That's upsetting. No, I remember, I think he did. Because I remember there was one game where, where Pep, switched him and Mario Mandzukic. That upsets me, that. And Mario Mandzukic... You have, s- you have a, such a pool of talent and a pool of footballers, and you have... It doesn't upset me, but... No, it was It, it, should, it like should be shite clubs that are doing that. It should be Bayern Munich that are doing that. I'm sorry. But it I be. think he might have scored. Wow. I don't care. Um, um, yeah, I think Mandzukic played, played as the screener in front of the four. Um... Anyway, from there, he has a sort of couple of stints at some Premier League clubs. When I say a couple of stints, I mean it's, it's comedy, really. But it, may, it does do something really cool at Chelsea. Scores a hat-trick against us. And does what I think to this day is one of the funniest and just most brilliant celebrations. It was his age has always been like a topic of conversation yeah, in the press, has. hasn't it? And um, they, I think he was about 33 at the time. And the press were like, he's not 33. He's 37, we've got proof, we've got his birth certificate or whatever, and he scores that hat-trick against Man United and does the celebration where <laughs> he goes up to the corner flag and uses it as a walking stick and starts holding his back. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant, I loved it. What, Chelsea, yeah? Fuck Chelsea! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But imagine that. Imagine, yeah, it is, imagine yeah, that. it's class. No, fair play, it's class. I've got over it, I don't care. Um, um, but, and then he goes, and then he goes to... He goes to Everton, which is my favourite part of his career, because if there is a footballer, I actually watched it really, really, really in between this and this and um, our, our old recording, this recording. I watched a little clip about Tim Howard talking about him, and he said if there are two players that were never meant to be, that never suited a club, it's Royston Drenter and Samuel Eto'o, because Everton is like, you get your, pull your socks up, you work your bollocks off and stuff like that. And he said Royston Drenter used to like sneak into the, sneak into the training complex and have parties in the hot tubs and stuff like that. And he just said Eto'o was just asked. Was just, no, asked. What's that story that you know about Eto'o? So, um, he, so, I listened to, I'm not going to say a rival podcast because another podcast. I would say my favourite well, We don't rival any us. podcast, Josh. Um, there's, they had Aidan McGeady on and, and he struck up a really good relationship with him. And apparently Eto'o just used to call him McGee. <laughs> he didn't know his name, so he just called him McGee. He was like, I'm convinced he didn't know what my name was. And my, well, two of my favourite stories from that are one, he said they were playing away. Him and McGeady were sat on the bench next to us. They were playing away. And he said, right, Samuel, go warm up. And he said he sat there in his like, trackies and stuff. And he goes, um, he said, no, my, my stuff's inside. My stuff's inside. So it's a con, Samuel. The assistant manager goes in and gets all of his stuff. And he says he comes back out and he's he's taking his trackies off. He's warming up, putting everything up. Lazy, as lazy as possible, slow as can be. Just slow, and this, slow, And the slow. assistant manager goes, Samuel, hurry up. And he goes, uh the name please when he's like talking <laughs> to the manager <laughs> when he's talking to the manager he's like mate that's the assistant man no not the manager it's the assistant manager he also said that what a ridiculous person. while he was there he got given a Bugatti as a gift he had two Bugattis he got given a Bugatti as a gift when he was at Angie and he bought another one he said to Aidan McGeady he had 45 cars some in Milan some in Paris some in London so McGeady said well why don't you bring your Bugatti here he went Aidan please Everton <laughs> 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 so um 
Shall I can bring a Bugatti to Everton? Uh, and he said the next day he actually did bring in the car for him and like smiled and winked at it when he came out like legends. Apparently he was an absolute hero. Just, just massive time, as you can imagine he would be. I, mate, I think he also did say sorry as well. He also did say he, um, he said he wanted to win the Europa League with Everton, and he <laughs> scored four goals and left out for twenty games. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I really like Samuel Atto because he's a great balance of a personality. But also, he's a personality that did work hard when he was at City. Yeah. He's had a fantastic career. Yeah. He's backed up every single season. Just by sheer volume of goals that he scores. Yeah. And and I think genuinely, yeah. I think just such a great, a very graceful footballer as well. And I don't think a lot of people credit him with that. He just loved it. Yeah. He was. He was. He was. He would be the name on a team sheet where when you saw it, you go, "Fuck's sake." Like if you were centre back, you would I agree. Yeah, you wouldn't want to play him. Nah, no, no, because wants to play him. because as we just, like, as we briefly spoke about earlier, he doesn't really have a weakness. No, and, and he might be inconsistent in his goal scoring in some of his seasons. Yeah, but you you know that that he could turn it on at any game, and, and that's he, why every time he's looked on the C team sheet, but like no, every centre back in the world, he'll go toe to toe in terms of pace. He'll take on full backs for pace and try and beat players. He can go toe to toe with you in the air and and try and and try and out muscle you and try and out out you know. And he was and he was uh, I know we like we literally just said he was inconsistent uh, in terms of his numbers, but he was a finisher as well. Yeah, he it? was, and he yeah, you and don't he play was for very, the very cynical in front of goal. Win if you weren't a finisher, you don't win what he's won if you're not a finisher. I always think about that goal against Chelsea when he played for Inter and he goes over to the fans, pointing to him, and I fucking love it. You love that. Se- you love, love those celebrations. celebrations I love that goal. I remember watching that goal and just thinking, wow, what a player. Um, before we before we wrap it up, Josh, I just want to also um, allude to this as well. We haven't really spoken about it much, but um, mate, he is literally a national treasure, Cameroon. He should be the king of Cameroon if Cameroon has a king. Well, they they love him. Yeah, they do. They love him. absolutely and rightly so, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's he's played a hundred. Obviously, he's Cameroon's all-time goal scorer. Yeah, he's played one hundred eighteen games for them and scored fifty six goals. And just a couple of and just a couple of notable sort of instances in that. Um, 2008, 11 games he played, scored 11 goals. Um, in 2000, when they won the African Cup of Nations and the um and the uh, Olympic gold medal, um, where was the where was the Olympics in 2000? Where was that? Because I know the first Sydney? one. No, Sydney was. It was, was it no, it was Sydney because it's 2004. I don't know. I don't no, 2004 was Athens. Oh yeah, that's it. I mean, I can care less about the Olympics. I'm being honest. Yeah, but it, no, but I think for Cameroon, that's a massive. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Let me yeah, tell yeah, that yeah. back. I, I think it's a massive achievement. I get it, but I yeah. personally, I'm not like I know some people buzz off it. I might put it. On, I put it on, but I would. Yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Woo! The Olympics. Let's go. But um, mate, they love him. Um, they absolutely love him. Um, in Cameroon, and I think absolutely rightly so. And yeah. a lot of people don't know this about him. Uh, he did have a brief managerial stint at Antalya Sport. And how did that go? Um, I think he, he managed them for how long? Gone. Uh, d- he managed them for I think precisely a month. Yes, because they were looking for a new manager at the time, weren't they? Yeah. We forgot to mention he had a pretty successful stint in Turkey, but so Josh. Here we go. Modern day, a team that you think he would fit in, and how much do you think they would purchase him for a transfer fee? I'm going to cop out and say two. I think Bayern Munich would have been brilliant for him. I think Bayern Munich could, would love to have a player I like, like him like now. That, yeah. 
85 like million if you went to buy Munich. Yeah. What do I see him doing? Going to PSG for 110 is what I see him doing. But I think if Bayern Munich, if they replace in Lewandowski, let's say he was 25, 26, yeah. scored a lot of goals. Do you know, I could see him really breaking the bank for it. If he was at Mallorca, though, they'd pay 35 for him because it's Bayern Munich and they're geniuses with stuff like that. But I would, I'm going to say 80 million from Barcelona. He's a bit aggy about his contract. He's left for 80 million. Or PSG come in and just pay, pay, pay 120. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be a team that has the that has the financial ability to it because he is going to command a bit of a fee, isn't We're he? We're relatively exclusive with the clubs we talk about, aren't we? Because the players <laughs> we talk about are so good, and they're going to command a fee. And we, and, and yeah. that's uh, and that's the thing. I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes we can be quite limited in this section, can't we? Because yeah, there we are, are only there only a certain amount of clubs. He's um, not going to sign for like. Fulham is it? Do you know what I mean? No, he's not. To be fair, w- would it surprise you if the end of Zetu's career, at 34 years old, he's signed for Fulham now? Not. Willian's there now. I wouldn't surprise me. Willian and Zetu link up. 100% not. That would not surprise me. Um, I think, I think he would be at the moment a really good fit at Juventus for a similar fee to you said, 85, 86 million. Because Dusan Vlakovic is, is 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 he's obviously a really good striker, but he seems pretty streaky. And he also yeah, he seems, does. and I, I feel like Samueletto would bring, and I think particularly the Italian league at the moment, I think I think he'd he'd bring a lot to that team. So un po' di qualità. So you're saying pick one, PSG or Bayern Munich? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich for eighty five million. Yeah. I'm gonna say Juventus for eighty million. Ooh. How many goals? How many goals in his first season does he score for Bayern Munich? Uh, twenty six. Scores twenty seven at Juve, so there Fucking we go. Classic. I win. <laughs> Fucking classic. <laughs> right? Should I ask? Uh, should I ask you the questions, even though you n- maybe no one will remember all the answers? No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh, underrated or overrated? Underrated or overrated? Oh god, underrated. Duh. I think, uh, and I said this last time we did this, but I'm going to say it again because obviously, you know, uh, you people at home haven't heard this. Um, I think of all the players that we've spoken about so far, I think he's the most underrated we spoke about so far. Yeah, and I think Guti is, but we we yeah, I think Guti is. The reason I think is. he's the most underrated so far is because actually, when you look back at his career, what he's won, what he's contributed to all of those winning teams, um, he doesn't get spoken about in any of those teams as like this this talisman, this star player ever. No, he doesn't. No, Does no, he, he doesn't, ever? No. no, no, no. And also his international career as well. I think for me. It's it sums him up. He is, mate. I love him. What a player! What a player! What a player. I think he's absolutely criminally underrated. Yeah, agreed. Right, Josh, have you got some? Have you uh, got I've some? I've got have some you got questions. some questions for me? <laughs> uh, to be fair, I can't remember the questions. Okay, and I can't are. remember the answers that I gave. Right, first one. He Here is we the go. Pres- he is now the president of the Cameroon Football Association. I know that that's true. Yeah, it's true. He yeah, I know that that's true. He is, and <laughs> rightly so as well. Uh, when in Turkey, he started a fast food chain called Samuel Sandwiches. <laughs> Why it happened? That can't be true. To rival Nanny's Naan Breads. <laughs> that can't be true. No, it's not true. It's false. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> Sandwiches. Ronaldinho Neto had a big fall out of Barcelona because Samuel Eto'o once refused to come on as a substitute. It sounds like something he would do. So I'm going to say yes, true. Yes, it is true. Is he, it actually? It was just after an injury. If he used to come off on a substitute after three months out, and um, Ronaldinho slagged him off in the papers, and Samuel slagged him off back. Really? Yeah. They I got thought over. they were best no, buds. No, no, yeah, they got over afterwards, but yeah, they did. I thought they were good mates, yeah. Um, after the Chelsea United match, which we spoke about, he um, he spent... He sp- spe- after the Chelsea Man United match, he spoke only in French in the interview, and John Terry translated for him. 
Yeah, but didn't John Terry like just completely? F- yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. He's like a John Terry's uh, my best mate. Yeah, like, yeah. Je suis terreux, je pas cette équipe. Oui, c'est bon. He said. Yeah, he just said John Terry's my best mate. Pure <laughs> 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 funny. Right, and That's the last true. one. Samuel Etu wanted to create a Fast and Furious style series called The Quick and Nippy instead of The Fast and Furious. <laughs> Due to the passing of Paul Walker, he tried to enlist Paul Weller to come in. <laughs> he tried to enlist Paul Weller <laughs> and Usain Bolt. The the trio of Paul Weller, Usain Bolt and Samuel Etter was seen to not get on very well. A production was cancelled after three weeks. Paul Weller drove off in his little mini. Usain Bolt sprinted off and Samuel Etter took one of his Bugattis home. Why am I just imagining Paul Weller doing like, a, doing like an indie rock version of Fat Joe's Pump It Up? <laughs> pump, <laughs> pump, pump it up. <laughs> it's got to be true, surely. Uh, false, unfortunately. Mate, that's too much of a good idea not to do. Did you come up with that? Yeah. I actually checked, tweeted it from last time. Mate, respect. Respect, man. Respect. 3 nil. Right, ladies and gents, hopefully this podcast fucking actually makes it out to you. Hopefully this works. If it doesn't work. Ah! <laughs> 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 Enjoy that, you bollocks. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, Josh, where can the people find out about the content that we're going to be bringing out? And, and and where can they find some you know, interesting videos about some of the players that we talk about? I haven't posted a video in three weeks, so probably not. On You're so shit YouTube. This, by the way. Um, I do all the work for this podcast. I do all the work for this podcast. I do. I fucking do. I do all the... You've got one job. <laughs> no, I post the videos. I post the videos. Where can that... Where can sorry, people see oh yeah, the videos? You fucking um, idiot. At mateshgw on Instagram. We and, love it. And now, Josh, actually, if you search us on Apple Podcast yeah. or on Spotify, you now don't even have to complete our name. If you just type in the word mate, we come up. Ah. Oh, We're there. Gargantuan. Garg- yeah. So... um. Please do follow us on Instagram. Yeah, listen up as well. Rate us, give us five stars. Honestly, it goes such a long way. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we do appreciate it. It, it. A lot of effort goes into this. So we do... It doesn't. No, it doesn't. I lo- no. But we appreciate you listening and stuff. This has been an hour and 13 minutes of our life that we have spent having this conversation as well, which I've really enjoyed. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And so um, I'm actually quite glad we redid this, but also what it probably means is there's going to be a delay on the next pod. Um, yeah, because we, we, what we won't, what we don't want to do is we don't want to like batch, batch release loads of podcasts. We want to give you guys time. I to think we to should. This. I yeah. Let's discuss off. Let's discuss. How well, we yeah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about a business model off air. Um, but guys, thank you so much. We love you so much. God bless. Love to you all your families. <coughs> See you later. I love you all more than anything. Goodbye. Did he just pop down the phone at me? <laughs>